Good day from Sydney, Australia. This is Radio Rotary. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia. Join us for the next half hour as I speak to Rotarians from around the world about all the great things Rotary is doing to help humanity. And we'll be back after these important messages. After thousands of years, after crippling millions of children, polio will soon be stopped forever. All over the world, people are joining the men and women of Rotary to end polio now. People like Jackie Chan and Jane Goodall. We are this close. This close. People like Archbishop Desmond Tutu. This close. People like you. Be a part of history. Help Rotary end polio now at rotary.org slash end polio. We are this close. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowas speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, where we're going to be talking with Rotarians from around the world about all the great things Rotary is doing today. I'm delighted now to welcome to Radio Rotary here in our uh, convention coverage from Sydney, Australia, an outstanding Rotarian from Canada, uh, Dr. Bob Scott. He is... uh, the chair of Rotary International's Polio Eradication Committee. Dr. Bob, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you and good to be here. So, uh, one of the things that surprised me, Dr. Bob, when I became a Rotarian was we had this big anti-polio campaign because where I live in the United States, where you live in Canada, and here in Australia where our Australian Rotarians are taking such good care of us, polio was eradicated decades ago uh, through the miracle of the Salk and Sabin vaccines. I remember having the little vaccine on the sugar cube when I was uh, in uh, I don't know, five or six year old in, in the mid-50s. Why is there even polio still in the world today and where is it found? That is one of the greatest tragedies of modern public health worldwide in as much as we have a vaccine that costs uh, about 60 cents per dose uh, that so many people in the world did not receive it. It was the first world via the third world and the third world were not receiving the vaccine and that's why even today we have polio cases. However, we've we've reduced it since we started this program from 125 countries now down to only three countries that have never completely eradicated. There are approximately as I speak 10 countries with polio but the other seven countries have received it back uh, from the endemic countries such as Pakistan, Nigeria, or Afghanistan. Hey, Dr. Bob, you mentioned that uh, third world countries were still having a problem with polio long after it was eradicated uh, in places like Canada, Australia, and, and the United States. Uh, when you say third world, you're talking about places like Africa, India? Yes, I'm talking about the African continent, uh, the South uh, East, uh, you know, the Ciro, Southeast Asian region, uh, and uh, in the beginning, much of Europe, much of Eastern Europe. Uh, Dr. Bob, uh, perhaps we should uh, explain to people, because polio has been eradicated in the United States where this show is heard, although we are heard around the world on podcasts, just what polio is. They may not remember it. Polio is a viral disease. It comes from dirty water that is ingested and into the gut. And in the gut, it undergoes some changes, gets into the bloodstream, and goes to the central nervous system. And this is the important point. When it gets there, it unfortunately affects certain of the cells, central nervous system, causing paralysis of usually to begin with lower, lower limbs, but it can be any limb at all, and 
unfortunately at times the diaphragm and the muscles of respiration and that's why we had the iron lungs in days gone by and people die from respiratory failure. You know, you brought back a memory from when I was in the Cub Scouts in the 1950s. One of our uh, fellow Cub Scouts uh, had contracted polio, went to visit him in the hospital, and he was in an iron lung, which the front end of it looks like a giant commercial uh, laundry dryer, and it was a big tube, and it created a vacuum, I remember, very noisy, to help him expand his lungs. Yes, you're exactly right. It's a a process where you create a vacuum, and that uh, allows the muscles that are paralyzed to expand, and so the person can breathe artificially, and the oxygen gets into their system. Uh, I've actually been in one and experienced it and the thing, and, and that was for 10 minutes and I was glad to get out when you think that some people have spent 30, 40 or even 50 years in an iron lung. It is amazing. Now, of course, the most famous uh, American polio uh, survivor was the Honorable Franklin Roosevelt, our yeah. president during World War II and the Depression. Yeah. And uh, he started the Mother's March of Dimes to uh, help conquer polio. Right. And it's been done through uh, very generous uh, support of uh, not only the public, but Rotarians. Uh, Bill Gates, for example, of Microsoft fame, has uh, started a matching fund for us. Yes, uh, of course, March of Dimes is no longer involved in polio at all which is an interesting situation there into uh, neurological diseases and head injuries and other things, I believe, but not polio. But uh, yes, uh, we have this partnership uh, which uh, started slowly and uh, developed uh, by the late 70s where we have WHO, UNICEF, CDC, Rotary, and in the last uh, seven or eight years, you're quite right, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has joined the partnership. Thanks to that incredible partnership spearheaded by Rotary, uh, probably one of the great hotbeds of, of polio, India, has become polio-free within the last two years. I'm sure that made you very proud. Well, as chairman, it was a, a sort of climax to my career as, as I'm resigning at the end of this year after eight years as chairman and 27 years on the committee. Um, but age is catching up. And it, it was a tremendous moment. Uh, with uh, And I was there at the celebration. And there were tears in the eyes of many people, including mine. <laughs> Now, Dr. Bob Scott, if folks at home want to learn more about uh, Rotary's uh, campaign to end polio around the world, is there a website, or how would they get that information? They can go to rotary.org, of course, uh, www.rotary.org, or endpoliounow.org. Both are excellent sites. The End Polio Now is interactive, and they can criticize or otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bob Scott, outstanding Rotarian from Canada, thank you for everything you do to have made uh, the world polio-free, and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. It has been my pleasure. Thank you. My next guest on Radio Rotary here at the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, is Sheila Hurst, and she's involved with something called Kenya Smiles, and we're going to learn all about it. But first, let me say good morning, Sheila. And good morning to you, Jonah. It's a pleasure to be here. We're delighted to have you on Radio Rotary. So what is Kenya Smiles? Kenya Smiles is a Rotary International global grant that is designed to improve the oral health of children in Kenya. Do you know that worldwide oral health is the biggest problem for children. More children are affected with this disease than any other disease in the world. And this is a program, a provincial program, that's created to avoid that. Well, certainly, uh, poor dental health can lead to massive infections that uh, uh, fly around the entire body. Uh, It can lead to premature um, loss of teeth. 
problems with orthodonture. Uh, is this something you found in your uh, work with uh, Kenya Smiles? You know what? All of the things that you mentioned are absolutely true. And the other consideration is it causes pain for children. And it's pain that's absolutely avoidable. And that's what this is designed to avoid. I can imagine if uh, some poor child's in pain because of a, a bad toothache, that they're not in school, they're not paying attention. It, it, it sort of snowballs. You understand exactly the premise of this. Compounding those issues are two. One is the availability of professional dental care in Kenya is very, very problematic. There are about a 1,000 dentists for a population of about 43 million people. By comparison, in my state of California, population of 38 million, we've got about 30,000 licensed dentists. In addition to the the low ratio of dentists to the population, there is an increasing aggressive marketing of inexpensive sugar-based and highly processed foods. So we've got both of these contributing factors, both of which are easily, well, the first one is is more, more long-term, but the second one can be addressed through a healthier lifestyle. So what is Rotary doing to assure better dental health for uh, young people in Kenya? Well, this Rotary grant, which is funded by District 5160, District 9212, and District 6150, that last one in Arkansas, is doing education, awareness, and an information distribution to the professional dentists, to the mothers and caregivers to improve the, the nutrition education, and also directly to the children so that we're working through the, the local people, the stakeholders there, to provide the resources and information they need. And if people want to learn more, is there a website? There is indeed. It's kenyasmiles.org. Kenya Smiles as if it was one word? Kenya Smiles, yep. So that's kenyasmiles.org. I want to thank Sheila Hurst for everything she's doing to bring a smile to the face of children in Kenya. And thank you, Sheila, for joining us on Radio Rotary. Oh, it's a pleasure to talk with you, Jonah. Thank you. My pleasure. And say hello to all my Rotarian friends in Reading, West California. Thank you. I will. And we'll be back with more of our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International 105th Annual Convention from Sydney, Australia, right after these important messages. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business.
Grab your running shoes and head to Goshen Rotary's Great American 5K 10K Race Saturday, July 5th at 8 a.m. on Green Street at the Firehouse. Enjoy complimentary bagels, fruit, and water. Your runner's tag tear-off will get you a free hot dog at Goshen Rotary's Food Tent Area. And the first 600 registrants will also receive a commemorative 30th anniversary race t-shirt. To register, go to www.active.com and search for Goshen's Great American. American Weekend. Entry fee is just $20 before June 15th. That's Goshen Rotary's Great American 5K 10K Race, Saturday, July 5th at 8 a.m. Register today. Hold together now, Tommy Kangaroo Down Sport. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, where we're going to be talking with Rotarians from around the world about all the great things Rotary is doing today. Well, I've traveled all the way to the other end of the world to attend the Rotary International Convention here in Sydney, Australia, where there are almost 20,000 Rotarians from 150-some-odd countries, only to run into a fabulous Rotarian from the Hudson Valley. And it's Patricia Green from the Monroe Woodbury Club. Good morning, Pat, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, Jonah. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to not only to have you on the radio, but to run into you here in, in Australia. Um, you're involved with something called Project Amigo. What's that all about? Okay, Project Amigo is a literacy project in Colima State on the Pacific coast of Mexico, and we help provide education for children of migrant workers and poor farmers so they can go through school, graduate from university, and become professionals. And how do you go about doing that? Um, we solicit scholarships. We raise money through Rotary and through through speaking to other clubs, and um, a scholarship for primary school is a hundred dollars a year. Junior high four fifty, high school six hundred, and university is four thousand. Well, you pack a lot of education for very little money compared to what it costs to, to send kids to school in the United States. Do you also have uh, volunteer teachers coming down or Rotarians who go down to Mexico to volunteer? Uh, we have Rotarian. You don't have to be a Rotarian. You don't even have to speak Spanish to volunteer. But That's are- good because I can barely speak English. <laughs> Uh, that's good. There's a website, www.projectamigo.org, that has all the information, qualifications uh, for $1,200. You go down, there's different volunteer work weeks. There's a literacy week. There's a dental week. There's a Christmas fiesta week. There's um, You can arrange your own week. Um, just to, to help out, and they're so grateful. It's a great bunch of kids down there. And have you yourself had an opportunity to go down to Mexico for this? Uh, yes, I was down there two years in a row. I'm going down for my third year in November. Well, that's fabulous. Now, you're with the Monroe Woodbury Club. I understand you are the president? Uh, yes, outgoing as well as incoming. Wow, you're a very outgoing person, but they stuck you for two years, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, they decided that partway through your first year, you really just get in the hang of it. So uh, the president right before me, Gail, she was also there for two years. So. And what are some of the things the Mon- Monroe Woodbury Club are doing in the coming year that people might be interested in supporting? Uh, we have um, Operation Warm. We raise money for coats for kids in the school district um, for whose families can't afford it. And we're doing that through our Fall Festival of Food, which is going to be our version of A Taste of Monroe, which will be September 21st, First Presbyterian Church in Monroe. Uh, we have fun. Ra- we just had a fundraiser at the Outback for Make-A-Wish. Uh, we ring bells for the Salvation Army. Well, that sounds like you're doing an awful lot. Uh, where and when do you meet at the Monroe Woodbury Rotary? 
We meet on Wednesday mornings at 7.30 a.m. at the First Presbyterian Church in Monroe on Stage Road. We do serve breakfast. Our past president, Gail, cooks a wonderful breakfast. (laughs) Well, sounds yummy. I'm going to be on my way. And folks at home, if you're not in the Monroe Woodbury area but still want to get involved with Rotary, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button. Type in your hometown. Join us for the fun, the food, the fellowship, and get to meet wonderful people like Pat Green of Project Amigo and the Monroe Woodbury Rotary Club. Pat, give us that website for Project Amigo one more time. Okay, it's www.projectamigo.org. Pat Green, thank you for everything you do to educate children in Mexico, and thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Joining me now on Radio Rotary are two very charming young ladies. They aren't quite twins, but they have the same name. I have Jamie Lamb and Jamie McCain, and they're in something called Interact. So we'll start with Jamie Lamb. What exactly is Interact? Hi there. So Interact is the high school branch of Rotary. It's for the youth ages 12 through 18. And basically, we embody the same values that Rotary has in terms of service work, taking initiative, leadership, and fellowship. And Jamie McCain, what kind of projects have you done in um, Interact out there where you live in San Jose, California? We've done all sorts of international projects. We've done Shelter Box, where we provide um, the needs and a tent for people struck by natural disasters. We've done um, Free the Youth, provided for the youth through um, all sorts of things. We've also done Life, Love, Literacy. Life, Love, Literacy. Which, go ahead, Jamie. So, Life, Love, Literacy was a project that we decided to do because of the need for literacy worldwide. Um, In Bangladesh, there's a huge disparity in girls' and boys' education. So we decided to build a school, build a library, and fund a local language publication system, which really ensured that girls were receiving the attention that they needed to really reach their full potential. Well, it sounds like you're all very, very busy in Interact, and it doesn't mean, of course, that you didn't join Interact because that's where all the cute guys are, right? (laughs) Oh, of course not. Interact is all about serving others above yourselves, and the reason why I joined Interact was because I could see the difference that I could make in the world, and that the youth can really make a difference. And it doesn't matter if you're 12 years old or 69, you can really make a difference. And that's what I love interacts. Well, I'm close to that other end of the spectrum. So let me ask uh, Jamie McCain, are you going off to college soon? Yes, I will be going to college in the fall. Um, I'm going to attend Chapman University in Orange. And what are you going to be studying? I'm going to be studying strategic and corporate communications. Well, that sounds pretty good. But, you know, communications, you can get a job in radio like mine. (laughs) And what about Jamie Lamb? Are you off to college soon? Yes, I am. I'm heading off to the University of California. In Davis, and I will be studying women and gender studies, hopefully to pair it with economics and political science. Well, it sounds like you guys really have it together. <laughs> I want to thank Jamie Lamb and Jamie McCain, both of San Jose, California, Interact, for uh, joining us today on Radio Rotary. Ladies, best of luck in college. I know you'll be great successes. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you again. I'm glad to welcome back to Radio Rotary an old friend that we met in Birmingham, in England, a number of years ago when we could cover the convention. It is Dr. Supermanum Ganesh, and he is from. Uh, Wales, uh, Rotarian. I'll let you say the name of the, of the town, Doc. I live in Mercer Tidwell, a small town about 20 miles north of Cardiff. Right. And you're involved with something called the Jaipur Limb Project. What that's all about? The Jaipur Limb is a low-cost uh, artificial limb designed by an orthopedic surgeon in Jaipur in India in the 1970s. Uh, it's known as Jaipur Limb because of that, uh, even though it's used in all parts of the world. It's made out of locally available material, wood, rubber, uh, plastic. Uh, people can be easily trained to make them and fit them. Uh, 
and maintenance is, is very easy. It costs only about uh, $75 to make and fit one of these and they're supplied free. But most importantly, it will allow the wearer to do everything that he used to do before, like squat, squat sit down cross-leg, walk barefoot, climb trees, ride bicycles and things like that. And we uh, are a charity run by Rotarians, raising funds mostly from Rotarians and helping Rotary clubs in many parts of the world provide these limbs free of cost. Now, it's amazing you say that this artificial limb, you have an example here, uh, this prosthetic limb costs only $75 because I'm sure in the United States or in Wales where you live, if you get one from a medical supply house, it probably runs into the thousands of dollars. It is indeed. Um, anything from um, uh, $3,000 to $10,000 uh, for a not for, for a leg. But this one costs, as I said, about $75 and it's easy to make. The foot, which is the most important part, is the one that wears out, uh, especially if they don't wear shoes and uh, walk barefoot. It lasts about three to four years. But then it's very easy to take the f- uh, foot off and replace it with another one without having to replace the whole leg. And if people at home would like to find out more about the Jaipur limb, is there a website, Doctor? There is a website, uh, uh, jaipurlimb.org.uk. All right, and Jaipur is spelled J-A-I-P-U-R, limb, L-I-M-B, dot... Org.uk. Org.uk. That's terrific. Well, Rotarian Dr. Subramanian Ganesh of Wales, thank you so much for everything you're doing to put young people back on their feet. And thanks for joining us again on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Well, I hope you have enjoyed listening to our special coverage of the Rotary International Convention from Sydney, Australia. My thanks to our engineer, Jay Verzi, for the superb editing job. My thanks also to the media representatives from Rotary International, Vivian Fiore and Elizabeth Minnelli, for all of their help. And thanks most of all, ladies and gentlemen, to you for tuning in to Radio Rotary every week at this same time. Till next week, this is Joan Trebois saying so long from Sydney, Australia. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.